Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Equine Essentials. As always, I'm your host, Gray Parks, and tonight I'm here to talk to you about feeding for healthy growth, how we can feed our growing young horses to ensure they reach their fullest potential with the minimum of health complications that can come from unhealthy growth due to imbalanced nutrition. So we're going to start with the brand new neonate baby foal and work our way up to a two-year-old. With newborn foals, it's very important that we get them up and nursing as soon as possible. So when you're foaling out mares, it's always good to remember the one, two, three rule, which means that a newborn foal, if normal and healthy, should stand within one hour, nurse within two, and pass the meconium or first manure within three hours of being born. And the first part of that one, two, three rule, the standing and nursing, is due to the importance of the foal taking in good quality colostrum as soon as possible. Foals are born with no immunity to any type of pathogen that's in their environment, minimal body fat, and no real energy reserves in their body. So they need to ingest colostrum immediately to start bringing up their body fat, their body temperature, and their immunity. Their stomach can only absorb the antibodies in colostrum for the first 12 to 24 hours after birth. And as soon as they ingest anything, their stomach does start closing to those larger molecules. So it's important that the first thing they put in their mouth be high quality colostrum that they nurse frequently and regularly for the first several days of their life. An average newborn foal will nurse six to eight times per hour. So they need to nurse very frequently. They'll nurse just a little bit. In fact, a common concern for new foal owners is that they don't think their foal is nursing very well because it's not nursing for very long. But with a newborn, that's actually normal. So just a minute or two every several minutes is kind of what you'll see with these newborn babies. And for the first month or so of their life, a newborn foal will gain about two to three pounds per day. So they're growing at a rapid rate and they need to intake lots of high quality nutrition to ensure that they're going to meet that potential and be able to grow in a healthy fashion. As humans, we come in in the next phase of their life. So past the neonate phase, but before weaning. Some nutritional concerns that we have with these pre-weaning foals um, start with most commonly what's known as foal heat diarrhea. It's very common for young foals to develop diarrhea at around one to two weeks of age. And it used to be thought that this was because the mare will typically come into heat on her foal heat at around seven to 10 days post foaling. However, more knowledge and more research has taught us that this foal heat diarrhea actually has nothing to do with the mare's estrus cycle. In fact, orphan foals will still get diarrhea around the same one to two week of age range. This is actually due to an adaptation in the foal's GI tract. They have to develop the normal bacteria and microbes that live in their hindgut and the normal enzymes. And during all that change in development, diarrhea is kind of just a normal component. However, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be concerned if the diarrhea is severe, if the foal runs a temperature, if the foal seems to be lethargic or not nursing well, it's important to get your, foal, your vet involved immediately because something more serious could be going on. Another normal foal behavior that sometimes causes concern is that you will notice foals eating their mother's feces or the feces of any other adult horse that they're turned out with. And again, that is normal. It's part of populating that hindgut bacteria, taking in microbes from the manure of other adult horses. Um, it's why you don't want to turn a young foal out with any sick um, 
or otherwise compromised adult horses because you don't want to expose your foal to anything that doesn't have the ability to protect itself from at that young age. You'll also notice that foals will very quickly start to nibble at whatever their mother is eating. So whether that's hay in the pasture, it's grass, if it's feed from the mare's feeder, that's completely normal and nothing to be concerned about. In fact, they'll start nibbling at feed before they even have teeth to actually chew it. So they're not necessarily actually eating at that point. They're just mimicking what they see their mother do. Um, as they do this though, and they age, they will start gradually consuming more and more of what they're sharing with their mother, whether that's pasture, hay, or grain. And that's important because the mare's milk production peaks at about eight weeks post foaling. So when the foal is two months of age. And from that point on, the mare's milk will no longer supply 100% of what that foal needs to grow. So the foal needs to be consuming something other than the mare's milk starting at about two months of age. And normally that's going to be mostly hay and pasture just because of what they're out there eating. You can also start to offer the foal their own bucket of feed at about two to three months of age with a handful of feed if you want to get them used to eating out of their own bucket. Or as in the case of the foal in this photograph, if their mother is very food aggressive and no longer wants to share food with her, her daughter at eight weeks of age, then I just put the foal out in the aisle and let it have a little handful of feed while the mare eats. That works well too. As we approach weaning, we do want to make sure we are getting that foal accustomed to eating whatever it's going to be eating post weaning ahead of time. Right? So when should that time frame be? Well, for most foals, four to six months of age or later is developmentally appropriate. Both physically and mentally, they should be ready around that time frame or later. A lot of the decision on when to wean is going to revolve around things that don't necessarily um, involve the mare and foal specifically. So the time of year, um, you really don't want to wean in the dead of winter, for example, because weaning is very stressful on the foal. You don't want to add bad weather and poor pasture conditions to that on top of the stress they already have. You do want to take into account the mare's condition. If the mare is rapidly losing weight um, and you're unable to manage her body condition, the foal may need to be weaned at a younger age than if the mare is a very easy keeper and still doing very well. And then the foal's independence. Is the foal eating well? Is the foal interacting with other horses? Is the foal spending more time away from its mother? All can help influence when you might want to wean that foal. Now, as we prepare that foal for weaning and decide what we're going to feed it, we want to take into account that young growing horses in the weanling to yearling age have nutrient requirements that are equivalent to an adult horse in light to moderate work. But their ability to take in food, the volume they can hold, is much, much lower. So for example, a weanling requires about 676 grams of protein in a day. An adult 1,100-pound horse in moderate exercise requires just a little bit more than that at 768 grams per day. But the total amount of feed that young horse can eat is less than half of what that adult horse can eat, which means that you have to have a much higher content or percent of protein in the diet for that young horse than the adult horse to get the same amount of protein in half the serving size. Same thing applies to the essential amino acid lysine and to most minerals, as you see here with calcium, phosphorus, and copper given as examples. So we need to go ahead and take that into account, choose the appropriate feed for that young horse, and get it eating very, very well before we separate it for weaning. Um, the horses don't intuitively know how to eat 
grain of any sort. So you can't just take a marin foal off pasture, put the foal in a stall and start feeding it grain and expect it to know what to eat. You have to make sure the horse, the foal is adapted to that so that it doesn't have a post weaning growth slump that can lead to growth problems at a later age. So what do we want that young horse to look like? This is the most important thing and probably an area where I get a lot of confusion from horse owners. People have probably heard many, many times that you should keep a young growing horse lean. Um, and lean is a subjective definition. So how weight, much weight should your weanling or yearling carry? Just like an adult horse, healthy body weight for a young growing horse is around a body condition score of five on a scale of one to nine. That means that you don't easily see ribs, but you can feel them with minimal effort when you run your hand down that young horse's side. It means that their withers, the crest of their neck, their hip bones are lightly covered with some fat, um, but not excessively round. They're not squishy or lumpy anywhere. So on this slide, you have examples of three young horses all at different types of healthy body weights. So the Palomino on the top of this slide is a yearling. She is at a body condition score of about a five and a half. I wouldn't want to see her really be any different. She's just about perfect of where I'd like to see a young growing horse. The Bay Philly on the bottom left is a weanling. She's at a body condition score on the higher side of five and a half. I wouldn't want one any fatter than her. The Bay Colt, on the other hand, is just below a five. You can see kind of a hint of his ribs. You can see how much less fat he has. Still in great health, nice shiny coat, but I wouldn't want him any lighter in weight. So somewhere in this general range is where we want those young foals to be. And what we're trying to do is keep that body condition consistent. A lot of people are so afraid of problems with growth, like developmental or orthopedic disorders that we're going to look at in just a moment, um, that they actually will starve young horses trying to keep them lean, keeping them ribby, that sort of thing. You don't want to get to that point. But just like with an adult horse, we don't want them excessively fat either. So a nice, healthy, moderate weight that's consistent, which means that when they're in growth spurts, you'll probably have to increase their feet a little bit. And when they're not in a growth spurt, you may have to back off a little bit to keep them from gaining too much weight. So it's a constant adjustment with a young growing horse. What are developmental orthopedic disorders then? Um, it's really just a catch-all term for a any kind of disruption in normal growth in that young horse. So types of DODs include physitis or inflammation of the growth plates, osteochondrosis, contracted tendons, as you see in the photograph, et cetera, et cetera. Now, it would be lovely if I could give you a single recipe for avoiding developmental disorders in young growing horses, but the truth is there's no single factor that we know of that causes or prevents these issues. The biggest risk factor is probably genetics. Um, certain family lines, especially in breeds like standard breads and warm bloods, are just known to be more likely to develop issues than other bloodlines and other breeds. Um, erratic growth is also a very, very high risk factor. So a lot of people have been taught, oh, if the horse grows fast, he'll get osteochondrosis or he'll get physitis. And that isn't necessarily true. The young horses that are more likely are the ones that have gone through some type of slump. And then when their nutrition catches up, they grow extremely fast in a compensatory or catch-up kind of way. Those are the young horses that are likely to have issues. Mineral nutrition is also a major 
risk factor for DOD. So mineral deficiencies, mineral excesses, or mineral imbalances, especially of things like copper, phosphorus, calcium, zinc. These can all play a role in skeletal nutrition and having too much or too little of any of those, either by themselves or in relation to each other, can all impact the horse's skeletal strength and development. And that's why feeding a balanced ration is extremely important to growing horses. Um, there is also the thought that perhaps excessive sugar and starch, notice that doesn't mean any sugar and starch in a growing horse ration might contribute with these really predisposed animals. Um, but that link is inconsistent in the research. So it's not as hard and fast as the other risk factors that we've talked about. So again, if we can keep the diet balanced and keep the young horse growing at a moderate rate, we can help to mitigate a lot of these things, but we can't change the horse's genetics. Right? So what is normal, right? Well, normal growth rate in a young horse is extremely fast, as we talked about in a newborn, two to three pounds per day. Um, and then after the first six months, you'll see a dramatic slowdown in that rate of growth and another slowdown at a year. And by two years of age, a horse has accomplished the vast majority of its growth. Yes, they will continue to grow and develop until about age five or six, but they're more or less the overall size they're going to be at that point. So at birth, the average light horse is going to be about half to a third of its mature height, but only 10% of its mature weight. So when you look at a young horse and think that they look like they're all legs, they really are um, because they're half their mature height and only 10% of their mature weight. By six months of age, they've reached an average of about 80% of their mature height and 40% of their mature weight. By a year, they're 90% of their mature height, and by two years, they're at 95 to 98% of their mature height. So what does that look like? Well, the horse in this example, um, the left-hand photo is her at six months of age. The right-hand photo is at four and a half years of age. And you can see that while she certainly did get taller um, and heavier, although we won't tell her that she's considerably heavier now, um, her overall proportions didn't really change that much. And you can see that from six months, to four and a half years, we don't see nearly as much growth as you would have seen if I put up a newborn to six months photo of that same horse. So that birth to one year of age is the really, really critical time point. The yearling year is the next most critical. And by the time they're two years of age, their nutritional needs are not that dissimilar to an adult horse. And we can feed them more or less the same as an adult horse at that point. So what should we feed them? Well, with weanlings, it's very, very important that we start off with the highest quality hay we can possibly get. Remember, young horses have a very small volume in their intestinal tract. If we try to feed them the kind of even good quality grass hay that an adult horse eats, then they can't physically eat enough hay to meet their energy requirements. And that's one major reason for what that, that very commonly seen but not normal pot-bellied appearance in a weanling or yearling. When you feed them a very high indigestible fiber hay, then you get that distension of their GI tract because they can't digest all that fiber. Um, the same as an adult horse on a very poor quality grass hay would get. So with weanlings, I have a strong preference um, for a partial to mostly alfalfa mix um, when I'm making recommendations, unless there's a reason that it wouldn't be appropriate for that particular weanling or a very, very high quality grass hay. And with weanlings, you wanna feed at about one and a half to 2% of their body weight. So your average 500 pound weanling would eat around seven and a half to 10 pounds of hay a day. 
Some weanlings are very easy to keep weight on, some are not, just like adult horses. So with easy keeping weanlings, we would recommend a ration balancer product like Pinnacle Balancer at around two pounds per day. Um, but for those that are harder to keep weight on, then Pinnacle Mare and Foal, Pinnacle 1400 or Pinnacle 1400 Plus are all feeds within our line that would also be appropriate. You'll notice that the feeding rate for these feeds is much higher than the balancer. That's because they have a lower mineral and protein content because they're designed for a higher intake level. So which one fits your particular foal will depend on its calorie needs, um, on preferences that you have for textured versus pelleted, for fat levels and for starch levels as well. With weanlings, things get or yearlings, things get much, much easier. Um, we can start to back them down on hay, on grass hay quality. Still, I want to see a very high quality grass hay, but it doesn't have to be an absolute tip top premium grass hay um, or an alfalfa grass mix for these guys. And they can eat a little more, two to two and a half percent of their body weight, which for your average 800 pound yearling is going to be around 16 to 20 pounds of hay per day. Again, easy keepers, a balancer is appropriate. You would actually feed a yearling less than a weanling because their new overall nutrient needs are actually a little bit lower at this point than they are as a yearling. And again, for a moderate to hard keeper, something like our Pinnacle 1200 high fat, or again, the 1400 or 1400 plus could fit those horses depending on their particular needs. By two years of age, again, you can feed them just like you would an adult horse. And if you think about those two bay weanlings that I just showed you, the reason I have all these different variations, so the fat bay weanling, she gets two pounds of pinnacle balancer a day. The thinner bay weanling colt, he gets six pounds of pinnacle marinfoil. The palomino, when she was a yearling, got about four pounds of a 1200 high fat equivalent product. We were living in a different state at that time, um, but same concept, right? We wanna match the right feed to the right young horse. And unfortunately, one size really doesn't fit all, especially when it comes to growing horses and their varying needs. But if we can keep everything in balance, we hope we can keep them growing at a steady rate and avoid any complications. Because the end goal is we wanna have a healthy performance animal that can go out and have a long athletic lifespan for us. Thank you for joining me for tonight's Equine Essentials. As always, if you have questions, you can comment on this video or email me at gray.parks at protritionfeed.com. I look forward to seeing you all again next month.